traditional territory of the Mississauga people. Where we born? Toronto. Toronto. Me is no I appeal to you as a fellow American. But I'm Canadian. You don't look it. It's a common mistake. Unbelievable respect and much respect to these fans, to this country. This is unbelievable. Best there is. Take it to the altar, because I'm not the one that's responsible for your feelings. You know, God works in mysterious ways, but it just, I, my spirit feels like it, it goes with Canada. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Not That Sorry. You find yourself here to be as fun, as fine, and as black, and as Canadian as we are, with zero apologies for it. So you're not that sorry about it. I'm Jan, the one who loves how much her mom loves this podcast. With me is everybody's new favorite singer, Antonia. And John is here, currently changing his business card to include manager slash producer. So what's up? (laughs) Newsflash. Yeah, if you're going to have a singing career that takes off, you're going to need a manager producer. (laughs) John's first in line. John Um, has agreed that if if I ever do um, take off in that sense, that he will happily travel along. Um, but just be along for the ride. So, and I want that for him as a man <laughs> manager. Oh no no no. no 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 That's not beneficial to anyone's <laughs> pleasure. Vomiters never go down well. Turn into a monster. None of that. Yeah, we don't need that. <laughs> Worker to the bone and grave yeah. and stuff like that. And then also complain that I'm not resting enough. So yeah, yeah. No, no, we're no, great no, for Argentina. No. Yeah. <laughs> just you know, I'll be in the back of the RV just some Joe Jackson just waiting for the yes. show to finish. I'll just come through like hey man like check in. Yeah yeah. And Red Dead in the back. Exactly. I My own little green room just for me. You yeah. and craft yeah. services will be yeah. well acquainted. My oh rider yeah. will include I'll pick out the cra- I'll, p- I'll, p- I'll pick that out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Caterers and all the rest of that. Yeah, stuff. yeah. You can choose that. That's Thank fair. You. I like that you got that out figured out already. Yeah. <laughs> Your rider is having a rider for John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. I don't really need much. <laughs> I'd make you a kept man, and I I respect that. I'm here for it. Mm. <laughs> I'm here for it. Steadman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ride or die. <laughs> yeah. Inspiration. Ride or be broke. Stay in man. the back. Quiet, man was do like, his own I could thing. Leave. Doesn't matter. Or <laughs> he's probably left how many times? He just, no, like, we don't know. Where's he going? Yeah, we don't know. Going, though, to the we streets? don't know. Is he even around? Yeah, we I don't saw. Know. He, I've seen recent pictures. He that had Oprah money before posted. Oprah. Like <laughs> they don't need each other. No, but that's what I'm saying. Steadman just comes and goes as he pleases. Yeah, which is great. Their relationship seems to work really well. Yeah, he's not a dog. Yeah, I'm he can run or a, free or a wild. feral cat. Yeah. He can come and go as he please. <laughs> Just keep my name out of the, you know, your mouth and we're good. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Until those first paparazzi shots. Ain't going to find me, so I'm good. That's true. <laughs> I hear the key is to flip off the camera, and that way that makes the photo unusable. Yeah, yeah. So you can do anything I'll just wear the glasses. Can. I'll wear that. Scarf, You're giving away secrets. <laughs> there's, uh, there's, there's this, um, this designer who made reflective gear for celebrities. So anytime a camera flash goes off, the the um, clothing shines so brightly that the person is rendered. Like the, the all you wow. see is just reflection. So scarves, hats, I think sunglasses, like um, masks, all sorts of like jackets, everything. So the, the light hits and it's just zoom. I like that. And well I like that. Just is not fantastic. walk around all that the stuff. That too. I'm just period. saying. Yeah. <laughs> If you really want to have a fun, you know, five stay minutes. Stay in your emergency bunker. It's fine. <laughs> Back doors, all that. Indeed. If I do go. If no, but you do you go. 
Dude. Don't want to go. No. Anyways, <laughs> carry on with the show. Yeah. Um, I want to take this opening block to uh, give it up two times for the writer-director of the short film Black Bodies, which has um, made it to Sundance, which is dope. Um, all black, all female, all Canadian crew out of Toronto, particularly writer-director Kelly Fife Marshall. And I'm just happy for all the success that's about to come because Ava DuVernay just, you know, casually tweeted her praises. And as much as I hate the idea of, like, oh, we have to be validated in the U.S. to be put on, but, like, that's esteemed praise. Like, Ava DuVernay is very talented at her craft, and to be recognized by a peer, even on Twitter, I feel is a big deal. So two times for Kelly Five Marshall. Ava's always here to support, and I love that. Because, you know, Black History Month. Um, also, anti-Asian violence and racism is on the rise in Vancouver. And I bring this up because the number it has increased is 717%. Yikes. Yeah, people be racist, y'all. <laughs> I think it's the whole West COVID. Coast phenomenon, too. Like, both borders, um, states and uh, Canada. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Heavy Asian population in Vancouver. I'm told I've never been. It's yeah, it's um, very and same with, uh, with San Francisco in the California, U.S. California, yeah, California, yeah. So that uh, yeah, and also I want to say in Portland as well too. There's a oh okay, or at least there's a little trickle in between. Not sorry, not Portland. Um, uh, uh, Washington State. Gotcha. Um, there's a little bit of a that isn't. Well, yes, in in Vancouver, but that's because of um, oh shoot, what was the Japanese internment camp? What was it? no, not that. Yeah, <laughs> something war, something awful. The the, the shipping of um, multiple multiple like Asian groups off to the west coast. But the yeah, yep. Asian population, Filipinos, Koreans, <laughs> Chinese, all being Japanese, yelled at to go back to China. Everybody is there, and it's just and disgusting. all getting blamed for COVID. And it's that's absolutely disgusting. I mean, I, I mean, in Ontario as well too. Like we had all these other initiatives combating that, being like, okay, well, how do we support? Our Asian communities, yeah, and all these new apps and things. But like, there's an app that is specifically for um, Asian restaurants that I downloaded like a couple months ago. Um, there's one that specifically targets Asian grocery stores as well too, oh, so sorry. you can make sure that you're giving to those specific places. But they are all like, whoop, shoot, yeah, people getting like beat down in the street, people being yelled at, people being spit on. Like, it's absolutely disgusting. Yeah, one guy lit on fire. I think. Yeah. S- someone said on the news. People are yeah. gross. People are monsters. Get me out of here. And the way out of here might be thanks to Perseverance that landed on Mars. I'm the only one excited about that. That's, no. that's, pr- that's big news. <laughs> no, I'm super excited. That's big news. Um, um, like it's, a, it's basically like a drivable lab, and they're analyzing soil like in real time and sending findings back to Earth, and that's wild to that's me. That's cool. That was, what, like three days ago? Yeah. Dope. We're going to find Matt Damon. Um, or we could just like leave him alone. He was the <laughs> last one on Mars. <laughs> just or Doctor Manhattan, also the last one on Mars. We could just we could just leave them. Um, also, something else that got me super excited. Did you guys see the new Mortal Kombat trailer? I have not yet, but I've heard it's fun. It is bloody. It is diverse, and it is dope because of the four video games that I do own. Two of them are Mortal Kombat games. So <laughs> ready for it. Amazing. So excited. <laughs> John, do you watch it? I don't. You don't care for Mortal Kombat. No. You should. It's a button masher game. I don't really. It's a button not masher always. game. Who can who can mash the buttons? Say, you can say quickest. that about any fighting game, really. 
Mortal Kombat's like the original one of it all. And I'm, I mean, I'm happy for everybody who's, you know, finally has their movie on their video game on screen for the what third time or whatever. But Wait, how many Mortal Kombat's are? I there? mean, like four. I'm not. I mean, it doesn't. How many counts? It doesn't do much. <laughs> no, no, it's not about counting. It's about how many tries. <laughs> yeah. Well, there have been some fan made ones as well, and there was a uh, an attempt. There was a a really good pilot that was made for uh, I think a proposed series. And that looked good, too, but that didn't uh, get off the ground. But the trailer held up. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I guess that's a quick five minutes. A tight five, the comedians would call it. <laughs> and uh, let's take a short break. Next stop, what you saying? Yes, it is time to get into what you're saying. And by the time this is released, we'll only have a few days left of Black History Month. So I want to know, the two of you, who or what has inspired your blackness? As you perceive it, as you walk it, as you talk it. Your blackness. Where, where's the foundation and the building blocks? Hmm. Well, mine's pretty easy. It's just who, when, what, where, what, who, when. Go. Who are we? Why are we here? Um, what are we doing here? Oh, sorry. Who wh- who who are we? When did we get here? What are we doing? Where are we going? And why? Okay. Um, I mean, it was pretty. It was just one of those things. I mean, I'm black. You can't really skirt around it. Uh, undeniably black in tone um and those things are just kind of things that you sit there when you're younger and you're just like okay who am i why are we here and every time you see somebody else how they get here what are we doing here and it just when those things you just constantly digging and digging and digging i mean i was an avid reader at a young age so i used to go through a lot of um civil rights leaders books and stuff like that and you know, get more and more and more of a feel of who we are as a people in general and what it is that, you know, we're he- why what it is that we represent and how it is that, you know, how it is that w- how we get by in society. You know, it's like there's very few things you can turn around and look for inspirations um, in terms of that for black folks. So it's just one of those things that I just you know, internally constantly asking myself these things and just grasping at every single thing that I could possibly read and get into my own system and went from there. I mean, um, I guess high school is probably when it started really reaching another peak, whole nother level. Like, I remember being, um, reading, uh, W.D., W.B. Du Bois, um, The Talented Tenth, which is a ridiculous book for anybody, I mean, to be reading in high school. Um, but it's one of those Sounds things that... Sounds very on brand for you, actually. <laughs> you know, it's just... But, I mean, a lot of it was over my head at that time, yeah. you know. But in it, but it's one of those things that further on in life, you, uh, it's all comes together, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. these things are planted in your head, but it all comes together. Um, so it's just one of those self-reflection kind of things for me. Are you, are you oh, like, I mean, I've I've only known you in your adult years, like university and onward, but like, were, did you always find yourself to be a inward reflecting 
type of person. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was always your, yeah, that your was thing. My thing. Yeah. I could see that for you. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, all those people, all those, um, I gravitated to all that. Um, all of it was inspiring. Um, I mean, Marcus Garvey was another big one for me. Um, Alex Haley, you read that, so either you watched it or read it. Yep. As a big influencer as well. Um, Nelson Mandela, another big influencer. Obviously, Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just, yeah, those, those things were e- easy things to gravitate to. And I mean, everything else in walk in life that was within reach. Nice. Oh, um, Jackie Robinson, another big one. Nice. I was expecting more sports sooner, but I like that it, like that you've always been very academic. It very, it feeds into the, the image of you I have as a child of like, you know, corduroy smoking, and smoke yeah. jackets mm-hmm. and right. Elbow patches and yeah. <laughs> like just yeah. just constantly being very studious and Velvet all of these slippers. peasant children <laughs> are just <laughs> tiny morons that are the same height as you. Like it's just it feeds into the pushing your imaginary glasses up. Yeah, right. it just yes. very feeds into that image I've created <laughs> in my head of you as a child. Yeah, pretty much on. Yeah. What about you, Antonia? Honestly. My family, <laughs> that's the biggest thing for me. Like, my parents have always been really big on making sure that we know where we come from. You know, we're Maroons, we're fighters, we're, you know, people who have been through a lot but are, ex- uh, you know, succeeding and doing such great things. And it is really apparent in just looking at even my extended family, all the things that my cousins and aunts and uncles are up to, all the things that they involve themselves in, and just being so in awe of their accomplishments and also like so being so transparent in their struggles as well. Um, all of my aunts, uncles and cousins and oops, these are the ones in England. All of, all of my aunts, uncles and cousins and my grandmothers all live in England. Gotcha. And so I only interact with them when we visit. Right. <laughs> so if we do see them, if we, I don't know what's happening. If we do, um, like, hear from them, then it's mostly uh, through, like, our WhatsApp chat. Yeah. Or, like, if we call or things like that. But we're always hearing about what they're doing. or They're always posting on Instagram or as other places. And it's just so it's so dope to be like, yeah, okay, I can do that. I can be that. I can succeed. I can, I can you know, put aside any sort of insecurities that I have, even for a moment, and just jump forward and, and, and get stuff done. And it's just been so inspiring watching even people younger than me um, embrace their blackness in a way that was so hard for me to do at their age, um, growing up in predominantly white uh, neighborhoods and cities and just always feeling small and always feeling like I was never enough and kind of just trying to assimilate so I didn't stand out, but always standing out because look at me. <laughs> like, I can't. <laughs> there's no There's no fitting in. This is an audio format. Um, I mean, they know what I look <laughs> like. They've seen <laughs> they've seen pictures. Um, yeah, and I mean, and over the years, too, I would say that I've inspired my blackness as well, um, which is shocking to me. I've just been so heavily involved in boosting other people and reading and learning and making sure that I'm educated on things that I, you know, in the past was afraid to approach Um because I just didn't want to know the truth. Like, I didn't want to know how hard things were and still are for black people. I didn't want to know it because I just didn't want to 
I don't want to dwell on all of that. But now knowing it for me is power. And then having that power means that I can start affecting change where I am um, and in other places. And that's, I don't know. I think that's really, I think that's really awesome. And I think that that trajectory I'm on isn't, I'm not slowing down anytime soon. And I'm just happy to, I'm happy to pass that on to other people because I've watched the light go on in other people's eyes <laughs> when I'm so confident in my blackness that they're like, shoot, I can do that too. And I'm like, that's how I felt. And I thoroughly enjoy watching that happen. And I'm, I don't know, I, these past 10 years, especially, I mean, I've always been proud to be black, but these past 10 years, the most I've just been like unapologetically so. And hey, like the podcast. Yeah, that's due to the people that I surrounded myself with, the information that I take in, the, you know, the things that I educate myself on um, and just keep like moving forward. Um, yeah, that's helped. That is that's definitely where my inspiration comes from. Well, that's dope. How are we for time? We're good. Okay. And yourself? I mean, I can keep mine short and sweet. Um, my family as well, but um, in a much, much different sense. Um, you know, bless these millennials for having a term for everything, but, I mean, code switching was, I was very good at it from a very young age, and that was a survival skill that my family and I needed in our small hick town. And... Um, for me, it wasn't so much because, um, like, my what would be your middle school ages was um, a strange turning point because I watched my my sister and my brother, who went to the same school as me, um, but obviously at different times. Um, I watched how they interacted with their schoolmates in terms of race, and suddenly it it changed around the '90s. Like suddenly. You know, MC Hammer is very popular. You had um, you had Whitney, you had Eddie Murphy, you had um, you know you had Whoopi Goldberg. You had all these um, very white, famous black people that were that were on the scene, and because white people accepted them, it was a uh, it was either oh can you can you sing? Whitney Houston can sing. Why can't you sing? And I'm like that doesn't make sense. Like to to a child, like you're just like I don't understand what you pieced about me and her that were similar. So, yeah, you know, thanks again for the millennials for the term microaggression because those were were plentiful. So for me, my blackness was always through my family. Like, it was, I come from a long line of activists and and politicians and, you know, lawyers and change makers and... Wrestlers. <laughs> and wrestlers. Um, but, like, for me... It was because I was I was sh I was shy from a pretty young age, so it was sports was the only way I could relate to my my schoolmates, and I limited myself that way, and that was the most of myself that I could be. I was learning about grunge music, um, in you know grades five and six, and then seven and eight, the Dangerous Mind soundtrack came out, and suddenly there, and I'll never forget the two white girls who couldn't wait to tell me they knew all the words to Gangster's Paradise. I'm like, why do I care? Like, that song sucks. <laughs> like, I know better shit. And, uh, yeah, it's just... And also, because my because I'm so light, my blackness is often questioned almost just as much as, you know, just as much... Not probably just as much racism as I get, I also get my blackness questioned. So it makes for a, a weird 
navigation of how can I be myself and be interested in the things I want to be interested in that either are aren't considered white interests and still do what I want to do, read what I want to read, be be interested in what I what I want to pursue and just have everybody leave me the hell alone about it on both sides. So for me it, it was like in terms of how I carry myself and how um how I speak and how I address conflict, that's all my mom. That is Jan first of her name <laughs> because the stories that I have of her from her siblings and from my gammy, that's like, yeah, that's exactly how I did it. And that's why nobody got mad at me when it happened to me because that's exactly how my mom did it too. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean, I guess the common thing is, you know, just a lot of it is, I mean, growing up and how people view you and how you internally view yourself and then reflect that. I mean, you have nowhere to go. That's the thing, right? Like, yeah. um, we all have our own stories and uniqueness. It doesn't matter what walk of life you come from. Um, the c- common denominator of being black is we all have these um, same same um, situations that uh, we can all sit here and not knowing each other, but we can all sit in a room and within probably... 20 minutes yeah we'll find, find those common lines yeah of, there's there's know, definitely something to when what where to. <laughs> why and yeah and, you know we're you know what i mean so yeah yeah absolutely um you know there's no probably what i had to come to terms with by my high school years and in my university years is that there's no one way to be black contrary to you know i'm sure there are some out there who believe well, that there yeah. are you know, I mean, it doesn't you know, take a singular much. way to be black, yeah. but you know, I never let myself get bogged down in that sort of thing. I'm like, yeah, you can be black and be and do anything else in the world if the if the honest to god goal is equality, then yeah, that's exactly how that's supposed to work. So, yeah, I'm just into this, but also happen to be black. It's it doesn't define my reason for being interested in this. This is just how it is. Black is black is black is black. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As we slip into stereotypes. Antonio, you got one? No. <laughs> no fun. No fun yeah, at no. all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now that we've learned exactly our our Voltron style of blackness and how we form to make this dope podcast, let's take a break. Next stop, Frentervention. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us. I want to thank everybody who joined our Not That Live last night. Even though it was short notice, we still had a good turnout, and I thought it was uh, I thought it was fun. Yeah. We have we have a dope following. Our little our little crew here. I like it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, so this segment we call Friend Prevention is basically us answering your messages and when needed, being the friend that will tell you what's up and you might not have that type of friend in your friend group. Sometimes you need outside feedback. Sometimes you need somebody to gush about something that nobody in the group is into yet. And we got you. So I'm just going to take or start with some of the 
the more pressing questions from last night's Not That Live. Jamal, Elena, and my mom all wanted to know, where's John? He was accused of being behind the coats on the coat rack. Antonia briefly debunked that theory. <laughs> John, where are you? Tell us tell us why you'll never be a, on a Not That Live so they can stop coming for us. And keep in mind, my mom's listening, so be careful how you break her heart. No pressure, ah. go. Well, I mean... <laughs> I'm 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 I I I only have so much talking to me for like the week like you know like the whole week the whole week and it can break down the days too so oh my god um I'd had gone over my limit for the week oh I mean I have to factor in the podcast and whatever can't overdraw podcast is what I have to get hyped up for um anything outside of that is just I mean. I dare say overexposure. Um, and Mama Shrevy, I don't even do FaceTime, so, you know. Just, you were doing so well. I mean, you put him on the spot. Find, 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 you find a way you to read books I, to I, the I, 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 I don't even in, do FaceTime. You brought in your mom so as a threat. Not, now you know, he feels, he feels uh, just, Not cornered. a threat, just letting him know what was at stake. I mean, <laughs> just making him fully aware of what was at stake. Well, I, mean, I know the heat that's behind it, so, you know. I'm sure she's not going to love you any less. <laughs> That's not what you said. <laughs> I mean, no. now I think you're anti. You're, you're walking it back now. <laughs> if I can speak for her, I will say that your answers were satisfactory. <laughs> and she won't love back. you any less. <laughs> but if they weren't, then I couldn't help you. I'm trying to help you. Well, I mean, I love your mom. Your mom's mom. You I, I, right I could talk to your mom <laughs> any day. I'm on live, on camera. I mean, I'm not really done doing that for her. Well, I hope you're happy. That's that. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It, I mean, I signed up for the podcast gig. Um, the um, extracurricular stuff is partly your idea. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mhm. Mhm. You better hope Jan Peterson accepts your oh answer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, you two. I mean, it's 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 you two do a wonderful job at it. Thank you. I'm just telling a you. A great job. Off the top. It was like, it was a, yeah, 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 nice to see you both. Where's John? <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, you know, again. <laughs> well, I mean. You thought it was a fluke. I'm telling you. I mean, I don't think you thought it was a fluke. <laughs> no, it is. Because they asked the first time, too. Mm-hmm. I didn't move the coats last time, but this time I did. I was there in spirit. Yeah. Although, one of these times, we may have to try to hide you in coats to see if anybody <laughs> notices it. You don't have to stay, but just, just see if we find him. <laughs> see if we find him in the coat. Cutout? You think we're gonna push, we're gonna make a cutout? Why not? That's a lot of money. What kind of budget do you think we have? <laughs> well, I mean, we did get but I don't see it around, so it looks like it got on. What are we talking about? What did we get? Snacks. Oh, oh snacks. We did oh, yes. get snacks. Shout out to Charlotte. Shout I out that you're listening. Charlotte. Um, Just so you know, they didn't make it around. Um, uh, they did. They are they downstairs. Are unopened. <laughs> How dare you? They've been unopened this whole time. Don't play me. Can't be crunching on the mic. <laughs> don't be playing. Don't play me. I was given specific instructions, but I also wasn't going to eat them without you guys. So, oh, Charlotte also wants us to um, know that she chatted with her mom today about she's telling about the podcast and everything else. Um, and her mom is very upset that ketchup chips didn't win. 
Um, in fact, she said that we were wrong for that. I think she said something like, oh, that's dumb. Why would they? Hell <laughs> that. And Charlotte was like, mom, it's not. No, it's not, no. Those are just the ones that want. Like it's, it comes to a vote. She's like, "Well, that's wrong." <laughs> like, and I would like to publicly apologize. I um, I knew the risk, to Charlotte's mom. But also, um, if you want to send us ketchup chips, like that's also fine. <laughs> I knew the risk going in. I knew it would be unpopular, and if I'm gonna get canceled over ketchup chips, I'll I'll go down with it. It's fine. That's absolutely <laughs> fine. I just I thought it was so funny. So thank you. Uh, <laughs> Others were mad <laughs> at how far that. Coffee Crisp got. Um, I think that was Allison that was mad. Um, yeah. Killing your soul, Joe. I mean. Jamal was mad that Passion Flakies didn't make the wow, bracket. I mean, eight, we flakies. only have eight spots, but. but also Sorry, but Joe Louis is coming. Come on. I would, I would also I'm choose agree Joe Louis over Passion Flakies. Like I would but I could. I didn't see kids with Passion passion. Flakies. I needed you to grow up with more white kids. <laughs> I got Joe Louis, and that was when we were good. So true. Yeah, I mean, as somebody who did didn't s- have them, but I understood Joe Louis as a "you did good" snack. Yeah, like, I didn't have them, but I understood them as that. Yeah, because when kids in my class would eat Joe Louis, I was like, ah. When people say snacks, like my, we we did not have snacks galore in my house, so you know it was something you had to earn and you know get to do. Like we were. With that family. Gotcha. Yeah. Before it was cool. Before it, before, <laughs> before it was like, you know, like not a special thing. It was just, you know, everyday expectation. I mean. Yeah, granted. I mean, as much as I talk about these snacks, like these weren't prevalent in my house either. Yeah. Like these were no. the, these were the lunchtime at school exchange. Like. Yeah, these were. The, the snack stock market when that happened at lunch. Or like something like that. That's what that was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was what, three, four of us going through school at you know time so it's not like you're just yeah that's a good point you know (laughs) what i mean it's like i mean it's like halloween like you know everybody had the small stuff and then all of a sudden everybody just actually gets the full chocolate bar or whatever like that before the costcos and yeah true became wholesales and became reality you know what i mean so fair point that's true it's like hand-me-down clothes like yeah don't think I rocked too many brand new clothes my whole grade school. Like, Same. You know? And I was getting all my brother's old hand-me-downs, which was dope because, like I said, it was the 90s, so TLC was a thing, so oversized baggy clothes was it, <laughs> and I was getting everything from my brother, so it just worked, you know? <laughs> it just worked. God, don't. Like McDonald's, like, you had to earn that. Like, you had to do oh, chores around the house. Yeah, you, you had to do all McDonald's. these points. Like, yeah, you had a absolutely. point system in our house. Ooh. So you had to, you know, put in some work and effort. The regiment. What is That's what is some good. of the work like doing chores yeah, or, or well, like washing A's. walls, you know, on Saturday morning before cartoons and stuff like that. Washing walls, you know, because kids, kids and stuff. <laughs> and, yep. Uh, you know, simple stuff, taking out the garbage, cutting the grass, um, you know, earn your keep. <laughs> yep. Get 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 out there in the mines. I mean, I'm not <laughs> wrong. Like I, I was looking forward to cutting grass. Like you know, as soon as my hands could reach it, my dad kind of handed it over to me. And just really, like, hey, you're good to go. You were looking forward to cutting the grass. Well, I mean, you want to do what you know your parents and everybody else is doing. My sister will disagree. <laughs> and uh, I liked cutting the grass because when we in Alberta we lived on like a corner. Like when I say a corner lot, it wasn't like a true corner lot. Because, like, we had our house, we had a little bit of our, like, our grassy area, but then there was, like, a little bit of a field between our house, like, another one. Mm-hmm. There was a good section of it, and I would be out there for, like, three hours. 
just mowing because I could just tune everything out. I was like, why do you enjoy doing this? I'm like, because I don't have to do anything else inside. I can just be outside for a bit. Yeah. Because I already had outside jobs anyway. So I was like, yeah, I'll mow. It's not a big deal. <sighs> Relaxing. <laughs> yeah, chores earned a lot of things. McDonald's for us was a road trip thing uh. until my parents switched to Subway. Which was, like, fine because, like, I love Subway, but I really missed my McChickens. Oh. Yeah, McDonald's was, was definitely a reward sort of thing, too. But it was always, like, if one kid had a had a doctor's appointment and went to school late, like, that was the the time with mom you got. Like, that was the, yeah. the oh, this is this is just us thing. Like, don't yeah, tell yeah. anybody because you're Not even, like, a don't everybody. tell anybody, but, like, we knew what it was because every kid got it when it when our turn came. So, yeah, yeah that was the, yeah, it's just us. That would be in between music festivals for us. My brother and I were playing piano in what would be the equivalent of, like, Kiwanis festivals out here. Oh, yeah. And so we'd always get to miss class for these. But then, like, on the way. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, the Alberta equivalent of a Kiwanis festival. No, I know they are. We were playing piano, and then I was doing, I had voice, so I'd be singing as well, too. And so between that, so, like, we'd we'd come back to school all, like, dressed up. Yeah. Because we have to be, you know, like, professional children. Yeah. For this. Oh, Concert so performers, weird. you know. Yeah, so like that. me in like a nice like skirt or like a dress or my brother in like his church pants and like, you know. <laughs> but then we'd come back with like McDonald's or like Tim Hortons. <laughs> Adorbs. It was always a win because like we'd had, and it was just like a known thing. Like if you were part of these festivals, like yeah, she's like, hey, I miss class. Like it's not a big deal. See, I joined sports to miss class like a sucker. I mean, we had sports too. We did everything. Could have been missing class with music as well. We like I'm just everything. saying, I didn't play all my angles like we I, like I should have. We, jo- we joined everything. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I get to be gone for three hours out of the day? Dope. <laughs> yeah. I get to miss this class that I hate? Excellent. Right. And I'm not going to get in trouble for it? Perfect. That's what's up. I swear I had, like, a next to perfect record in grade school. I wasn't really allowed to move still for anything. Dang. Look at you. Attendance record. Work. I think I was only ever late when I injured myself. Then again, I never really got sick either, so I didn't I really have any well, excuses. Same. I got sick in the summertime. And that has continued to this day. <laughs> I do not get has. I do not get sick between September to April or September to like June. I get sick end of a school year. Fair. My body just crashes. All of those school time germs finally like attack. Yeah, or just fatigue. Smelly kid. So stinky. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, my extraordinary niece. Um, at the at the start of of this COVID pandemic. Um, when they first put schools virtual and gave kids a choice, like before they took everybody out for that time or whatever. Um, I'm like, Lyric, uh, you know, my sister's telling me, she asked Lyric if, um, you know, are you going to do virtual? Are you going to do, are you going to go back to class? She's like, Mom, they can't even control lice. What makes you think they're going to control a pandemic? Those are facts. I've (laughs) never been more proud. She's absolutely right. She's though. absolutely right. They can't right. control lice. What's she, what? What makes you think they're going to figure that out? Yeah. Remember when high school kids used to get mono? Is that still a thing? I that mean, happens. I think someone who knows a teenager, tell me. <laughs> I think it's still a thing. Couldn't yeah. tell you. Like I don't know. Maybe they've done away with it. Like they have like removing tonsils in all children. Like maybe they just it just doesn't happen anymore the Which way honestly, it used to. <laughs> start removing children's tonsils again. Start doing that again. <laughs> So that Why? when you're an adult, no, so that when you're an adult and fighting to get your tonsils removed, you don't have to deal with the stupidness from doctors trying to tell you not to do it. Yeah, they weren't just 
yanking them out arbitrarily. No, I'm aware, but like they stopped, they stopped, it stopped being the norm, and so all like the like me and like I <laughs> that got to know a bunch of like other adults online who also had to get their adult tonsils out as adults because they didn't get them out as kids. Yeah, my younger sister being one of them. Had to fight to get them done. So, like, just normalize it again so that kids don't have to worry about, you know, disgusting things happening to their faces. (sighs) (laughs) Normalize it. Antonio wants all the tonsils out. When I tell you it was a fight, it was a fight. I was like, I'm a grown adult making a grown adult decision. (laughs) You're going to do this or not? Yeah. I also don't like the idea of, like, expendable organs. Like, I feel everything in there should have a place, and it should all be there (laughs) for it all to function. Until it starts to attack you, and then it shouldn't be there at all. (laughs) No, I mean, like, it... Which is the downside of tonsils. Yeah, the rate at which my classmates got their tonsils out was alarming. It was a reaping, is what it was, and I just wasn't (laughs) part of it. And I was like, I was cool with it because I was like, yeah, like, you mean you get time off school because your recovery as a child isn't as long because I had to take, I had like a whole month of recovery. Yeah. You got time off and ice cream. Yeah. As a kid. So like, I missed out on that. <laughs> Give the <laughs> children ice cream <laughs> and a week off. Ice treats. No such thing as ice cream anymore. That's true. It's just ice treats. Unless you it's pay a premium for that's it. That's true. That's not, just so you guys know, <laughs> uh, milk is a lie. <laughs> What? Uh, what? Ice cream. Most ice creams are not actual milk based anymore. Oh. They're like they're like Fair. almond beverage, coconut beverage. Oh. <laughs> it's like it's not actually real. Oh, I thought you meant the like the no. Okay, so it's not actually. If you want to know this, just put ice cream in your sink and see how long it stays out. True. Leave it out. Tight. It's like back when what was it that McDonald's <laughs> thing came out? Oh yeah, how it all the preservatives involved. Yeah. Also yeah. But also, <laughs> I mean, logistically, maybe it definitely shouldn't have as many as it does, but a preservative is the idea that you're able to transport it for longer distances and it still be yeah, good. But it shouldn't last for a year. Should not. So <laughs> like that. Years. That's the part. Years. Uh, you're years right. Up. You're right. Yeah. I, was, I was delicate with that. Years. Like, that, like, by all means, don't be heavy handed with it. But I get the initial innocent intention of it. Um, yeah, we diverted to a lot of things, but... Um, one question I get pretty often, and I think I, I pigeonhole myself into this, but I'll pose it to everybody. Uh, what are we watching, reading, listening to, and what do we got recommendations-wise? Because thankfully, one of our listeners told, <laughs> told me that because we had mentioned certain shows, she then watched them, and she's like, oh, these are good. Thanks. Not that sorry. So I'm like, all right. Nice. Guess we've become uh, people Siskel, to know. Siskel and Ebert. <laughs> yeah. Groper. <laughs> uh, let's start with blackness. I'm not listening to it right now, but I will because just talking about what we were talking about, um, Raskaz, um, Nature of the Threat. I think everybody should dive into that. It's okay. A, it's another track that kind of follow me. Well, will will follow you throughout life. Uh, the more you start reading, learning, doing your own research and history, you'll start. Realizing this guy literally rapped that all in one song and didn't blink and dropped the mic and walked off. I love when that happens. Chuck D's another one where I'm just like, damn, he said this in '89. <laughs> <Yep>. Still <laughs> relevant. The hell. Um, I like that. Jeez, I let you guys start with TV shows. I. Is there anything you're reading? No, I do audiobooks now. True. What do you audio? What are you audio reading? Well, I mean, last stuff I was listening to was um, the Bob 
fear. Um, I mean, you don't have to do this to, to yourselves because, I mean, you don't want to have to relive this. Are you doing this so other people don't have to? Is that what this is? <laughs> well, I mean, I do. Okay, it's basically <laughs> about, he. He's, he's written about every president, I think, way back to for, I don't even know who the first one. Nerd. That he was writing about, but the last two ones that he did was basically on Trump, and it was the first one was fear, then the second one was rage. Basically, the uh, COVID um, mishandling. Just so I, I mean, I'm again, who, when, what, where, you know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. that guy, and I, I like to know these things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to know these things for myself, so I'm not just regurgitating a bunch of you know other people's uh, comments and stuff. So yeah. So you can well actually with confidence. Yes, I can actually, yeah, be really upset. I love Um, it. But yeah, those were the last two that I uh, dived into. Um, Definitely, if if you want to enrage yourself and really understand what kind of a buffoon this guy was from the day one, these guys weren't even organized (laughs) when they started. Okay. Find a way to capture the look, John. These guys were—it's just these guys were just. Uh, <laughs> wow. You want to just get frustrated? Listen, just just. So again, I asked: Is this one of those like I've listened to this, so you don't have to? Is that what this is? Yeah, it but I mean, like I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll spare people the, my rant. Stay tuned. Like stay that. tuned for John's <laughs> alternate <laughs> podcast where he goes, where he reads, just laces it, and then summarizes for you. I'm here for with yeah. great frustration. Mm. Yeah. I approve. With great <laughs> reading comes great frustration coming to you soon. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was also <laughs> from the makers of Not That Sorry. I was listening <laughs> to another one. I just got to find the, it was bad with names, but it was basically about black folks um, from their migra- the migra- great migration from the South to, you know, New York, Chicago, mm-hmm. um, L.A. Detroit. Um, I don't think, yeah, well, Detroit, yes. But, I don't, oh, yes, the name of the book of the black Migration is called the warmth of the warmth the warmth of other suns. Gotcha. Yeah, by Isabel Wilkerson. Nice. Wilkerson Post. <laughs> but yeah, it was just basically um a story on just you know why people what was the great motivation for them to leave and what was the the true realities of what met them when they reached where they were because even though they left for you know the reasons everybody else left it wasn't like they left walked into Eden you know what I mean so right. It was basically starting, I mean, got mirrored along with, you know, every other great immigration story and great migration story that came to America and, mm-hmm. and uh, how they came. Um, I'll suggest another Canadian book if you want. Lawrence Hill, Blackberry Sweet Juice, seeing what we're talking about, Black History Month. Yes. Nice. Um, we get the, that's the question. What are the recommendations? Another great, um, a great, I mean, I'm not big on fiction, but this one. You don't say. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But this one, you know, it got my, it really spun things around because it was all Ontario inclusive, you know, like our stories from Oakville to, you know, and now. Um, what was the name of that book again? I'm writing down. Blackberry, Sweet Juice, Lawrence Hill. Thank you. He's got a few books. Yes. Um, he's the one book that he wrote. Yeah, yeah. He's book the one who wrote that book too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, he's automatically my favorite black Canadian author because he's the only one that I read and well. <laughs> <laughs> when the list he's is short, he's my favorite because he's the only one. Only that I one read. that I read, and <laughs> his, st- his stories were captivating enough for me to to, to gravitate to him and actually read more than just one of his books. So, well, if you want to get a second author, I can lend you my copy of The Skinware In by Desmond Cole. If you are so moved, 
if I'll you're so it. moved. I don't think it was. You want to diversify you your portfolio you a little. Know, I don't want to. I don't want to. I dare not tear you away from the classics, from the tried and true. Um. Still, one I know it's my favorite. Yeah. Another great book, which is not being published anymore because he uh, passed, rest in power, Renuko Rashidi, um, African Presence in Early Asia. Uh, another great reason why you don't lend out books because you're never going to get them back. Oh yeah. No. <sighs> I have a friend who has a catalog and like a che- like a library checkout yeah. uh, list when uh, it was in COVID time so she would know exactly who took it out when and when it needed to be returned. Yeah. But if you can never, I don't know, library or somehow... I mean, somehow not John's copy. So you no, you no longer book. have oh, this it's, copy. Oh, it's tagged up. My is like it's tagged up. Like I actually tagged all my books so I could track them. But you know, when people leave at a province, at a oh, country, God and act all innocent when they come back. Oh like, no! Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Mike, it's called the Postal Service. Just are you no longer, for are you no longer I don't with that know. person. You don't associate. I don't with that associate with that person, and I don't hand out. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're two years old, five years old. Hundred years old, you ain't getting no books from me. I think and you just no, won my mom not, back hmm? with that. I think you just won my mom back with that. <laughs> I mean, you're not getting them. No, I don't like. No, one person ruins it for everybody. Yes, hundred percent true. This is non-negotiable. I don't care how much you bag. <laughs> true. That book is not public. I've gone scoured everything for it. nobody. What's it called again? Uh, African presence in early Asia. Great. Um, starting point for anybody just trying to figure out where you know black folks, African folks have been, yeah. where you know we've been around the world. That would be a very interesting read. Um, so yeah, you hear that, listeners? Everyone, send him a copy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll so he has like forty of them joints. Well, if we can yeah, f- even if we can Amazon sc- we can doesn't have them. it, and yeah. that is serious. Uh, Nelson Mandela's Another Long Walk to Freedom. That's another great book. Um, if you want some perspective, nice. you want to understand what patience is all about, um, perseverance, that's another good uh, way to go. I mentioned W.B. Du Bois, Souls of Black Folks. Go ahead. Marcus Garvey, Message to the People. Uh, yeah, so. Tight. Love this list. Um, I will say I'm listening to the Judas and the Black Messiah album. It's really good, and I can't stop listening to it. So those who need something else to commute to, work out to, whatever you're doing listening to music, that is what's on heavy rotation right now. Heard a lot of mixed reviews about the uh, the uh, the film, the movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah most, of the, most of the talks I've heard about it is going on about British actors playing U.S. icons. I'm like, this is what we're hung old. up on. I just heard that it just—I heard that it's just for people that I don't know. A lot of the acting and a lot of the like just like fell flat for them. Hmm. Did you know the Lucas brothers wrote it? No, I did not. <laughs> Blew my mind. Love those two. Like they've been strong comedy writers for years, so I'm very happy. I'm I'm pretty much willing to pay the money to rent it legit like yeah i just think it's an important story and an important movie that needs to be made and i want to support so take the money but yeah i i really enjoy lakeith stanfield as an actor i really like uh daniel kaluuya as an actor so i can't aside from like 
the story content itself, like how angry I know I'm going to end up. Yeah. I still will take this journey. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I watched One Night in Miami recently. I really liked it. Um, I seem to be gravitating towards movies that are adapted from plays, and I don't watch enough plays to know that that's exactly what's happening. So, um, yeah, One Night in Miami, That was I thought that was good. Um, I watched... 40 year old version today and I'm kicking myself for waiting so long to watch it. I I enjoyed it that much. Never watched it before. I just said. <laughs> I know, I just had to clarify. I'm like I'm actually surprised by that because <laughs> you are somebody who watches everything. Maybe not right not away. You, Jan. Yeah. It just it just <laughs> fell down the list. It's simple as that. Like other things just kept jumping in the queue and True say yeah, she hasn't watched Discovery either so yeah, but that's mostly out of stubbornness. Or lower so decks. <laughs> that's so. yeah, that's a, that's, that's another a one that's just fallen down the that's list. Like it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, it's been bad. I get on my anime kicks, which is what's happening currently. Um, those who are looking for an intro to anime and also want to support black creators, watch Cannon Busters on Netflix. Um, I liked it. But yeah, like the only thing I'm actually up to date on would be Drag Race, Drag Race UK, and WandaVision. Like everything else has fallen. I'm behind on American Gods, and I love that show. So it just it happens to people. But in terms of what I'm reading, I'm still reading Dune. <laughs> and I started reading The Vanishing Half. And yeah, stay tuned for how those go. But yeah, that's... Uh, that's all I got. Nobody really want needed a had a problem need solving, so the intervention part of this friend intervention doesn't need to happen this week. So good on you for keeping it mentally tight. I mean, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least by the time of by the time of recording, you guys were all fine. We'll see what happens <laughs> next month when this uh, segment cycles back around. But true, you know, give yourselves a Star Trek people. Oh my god! Just Star do Trek. it. Just do it. Just watch it. Like I I started so it. late and I'm mad at myself because I had so many opportunities to just really get into it earlier on and I'm 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 happy I'm doing it now. But it's like, just I mean, it's very it's relaxing. It's just about what we can the getting the most out of humanity that we can possibly get. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Also, I'm what am I doing? I'm now starting next week. I'll be reading a book a week because I got some books to burn through, and my brain is just. All I'm consumed with his work, and I would like to fall into fictional worlds again. I miss that. Yeah. So I will. I will post those books each week. And uh, if you are curious about what to get into or have recommendations for things, we'd love to hear them. Yeah. What are you guys reading? Because TV is just like I'm watching everything at once. So like I don't really. <laughs> Korean dramas over here, anime stuff over here, documentary stuff over here. Yeah, there are a few documentaries I've I've been putting on the list as well. Um, have you watched the Tony Parker one? Should I bother? Uh, biography? Sorry. Uh, the documentary. I'm not even aware of what you're talking about. All right, well, so much for that. <laughs> yeah, I saw it on Netflix. Uh, Tony Parker's, I think, Final Shot or whatever. Might be called. Um... Yeah, there were oh, a couple no, other I haven't seen that. So. There were a couple other documentaries on Crave that I had been wanting to... Uh, I do have a backup of documentaries on both that I still 
having even gotten into. For documentaries, it's kind of like you need to be in a time and space for them. Yeah, absolutely. So creating that space and time for them amongst everything else you yeah. do, it's somewhat hard. And, of course, um, finding your roots. Can't get enough of that show. Yes. Yes. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to finish off February with, uh, you know, the blackity black content. So I'm going to finally get around to Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, The Five Bloods. Um, Five Bloods is pretty good. I'll rewatch Queen and Slim and then cry all over the place. And then um, Jamal put me on to Blind Spotting. So I'm going to do that. And yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a ride. <laughs> Maybe I'll cut out swing Queen and Slim again because emotional like just death drop of a roller coaster. Just God the the emotion. Too many. It's a good. And I also watched uh, Malcolm and Marie, and I thought it was good. So if anybody who wants to talk about that, I would like to. Internet was divided on that. Yeah, that's why I want to have a discussion, not an argument, a discussion. I just want to know what everybody else thought. Because I was in it, like it, Abby messed up. And was like, ooh, I've been in that fight. Ooh, I've said that. I've had that said to me. But also, this got very specific. <laughs> and this, okay, and now we're back. Yeah, it's, but I thought John David Washington was great. He has a lot of moments where he sounds just like Denzel. Um, Zenday is a beast. If you didn't know, you will. And uh, yeah, I thought it was good for the kind of, bare bones crew they did to to make it because they did it during lockdown and all these safety precautions and yeah i thought it was good quite good so talk to me about it oh uh, when, when does coming in america 2 come out march 5th for my birthday wait where does it come out amazon okay for rent for like 40 dollars hope not Hope not. Forty dollars. Eddie Murphy ain't doing this for free. He is definitely not. Well, Dolomite's my name came straight to Netflix. Well, that was also. So if it's a if it's an Amazon exclusive, then it'll just be there. But you're right. Not necessarily what's gonna happen. I hope it is because. I took a vacation day and I'm I was hoping to watch it. <laughs> As it came out. <laughs> will I dress in character? Maybe. I don't know. It's my will birthday, it's my life. Mc- <laughs> will you be in a McDowell's outfit? Bitch, I might. <laughs> <laughs> I might be. But yeah, so that'll wrap this edition of Friend Intervention. Uh keep sending all your things and be an ev- even bigger part of the discussion. So I will give you all the ways to keep in touch with us. We are on Twitter at NotThatSorryPod and on Instagram at NotThatSorryPodcast. Thanks again for joining us. We'll catch you next time. Bye.